Brother Derek. He's got the whole world in his hand. 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 He's got the little bitty baby in his hand. He's got the little bitty baby. In his hand, he's got the little bitty baby. In his hand, he's got the whole world in his hand. He's got the whole world. In his hand, he's got the whole world. In his hand, he's got the whole world. In his hand, he's got the whole world in his hand. Morning. morning, and a special morning to our visitors. I did not know <laughs> I was going to be here this morning. But what I want to do, Elaine said, just sing a song. <laughs> it's okay. Now what I want to do is I want to start off with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, good morning, and thank you for allowing us to be here this morning to worship you in spirit and in truth. Dear Heavenly Father, be with our minister, Mark Newton, so he can get well soon, and also bless his wonderful family. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive us of our Forgive us of our sins and our trespasses and be with us as we continue with this service. We ask this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Our topic this morning. What do I do? What do I do? I use this topic before in a devotion. Now we know devotions, they're not long. So, so we know that. And normally, when it's time for me, when we were in the midst of looking for our minister, while we were in our minister search, you know, the elders, we would kind of take turns. So they, they knew I had a little bit of anxiety. They kind of laughed about it, especially Dan. Um, <laughs> and it normally, it takes me three weeks to get a message together. So I need a good, solid three weeks. And after that three weeks, You know, Dan came up in his pocket one time. 
He said, my sermon took about this much time. <laughs> and that was after three weeks. So now, last night, <laughs> about 10 o'clock at night, I found out that I had to speak. Mark became ill. He had to go to the doctor. They said it may be something of the gallbladder, but I think it ended up being pancreatitis, I think is what it was. So this was all going on, and so then I got a, tech, a text message from Chuck. Now this is a, so now this is around 7 o'clock. I heard Mark was in the hospital. What are we going to do about the sermon? So then I text Chuck back. And I said, Chuck, if you want, you can take it, sir. <laughs> so Chuck texts me back. And real nicely, he said, I got a sermon for morning or afternoon. So you pick one of them. <laughs> I said, okay. So then I begin to call Dan again. I'm like, what's up, Dan? I mean, you, you, <laughs> you usually back this up. And then we found out that his grandson is very, very ill. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we uh, keep him in your prayers. It seemed like it's kind of a, a serious uh, situation. But it's, um, let's do that. Has there ever been a time in your life where you said, what do I do? You look up and it's like, man, that's just a little bit too high. I, I can't even see the top of it. What do I do? So you keep on going, it's like just keep on going, and then it's like, well, I'll go under it. And it is so low. It's like, how how do I get under there? Just keep on going. And then it gets so wide when you look to your left, you look to your right. How am I gonna get around it? Then there's a time to where it appears to be no visible solution. Doesn't feel good. No visible solution. I had someone close to me say, I don't know, but I know. And let me give you a few examples from the Bible. I want to reference Exodus, a few verses from chapter 14 and chapter 15. Now, this is when Moses was leading the children of Israel through the wilderness. So that's Exodus 
chapter 14. We're going to read verses 10 through 21. And when, and when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, so they were very afraid. So once again, we talk about that no visual solution. So as they're going through this wilderness, they were afraid. Pharaoh's on them. They were scared. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? So they didn't see it. So they said, so you just brought us here to die. Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up and out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us, al let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. So they're basically unconceded. They're going to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you should see again and no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Don't stop. Don't get down. I, I, I know you don't see how to get over. I know you don't. It seems really low. I know it seems wide. Just keep going. Tell, tell the children of Israel to go forward. But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Now, can you imagine going through the wilderness? You already got doubts. And now you come across the Red Sea. It's like, how in the world? Is it's going to happen? And I indeed, I'm going to go back. He said, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all, all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord, which I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. And the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and a pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came, came between the camp of Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus, it was a cloud and darkness to the one. And he gave light by night to the other, so the one did not come near the other 
all that night. Now still, as they're on that journey, have we ever been in a situation where, okay, we didn't know what we were going to do, once again, so high, so low, and so wide. Then we come through it. Almighty comes through, and we feel pretty good. We didn't see, we didn't know, but we came through it. Now, still, on the journey, three days. One, two, three. They just seen this great miracle. They got to be feeling good. Three days. One, two, three. After the great miracle, there was complaining. Three days. Let's look at Exodus. Chapter 15, verses 22 through 27. Exodus, chapter 15, verses 22 through 27. Moses brought, the, Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. Now, when they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people complained against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Moses had a responsibility. He had some people who just wasn't happy. And, and then things started happening, and he made things happen, and, and they still upset. They said, what shall we drink? So he cried out to the Lord, Lord, the Lord showed him a tree. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made a statue and an ordinance for them, and there he tested them and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Ephesians, for I am the Lord who heals you. So not only did he make the water pure, he made it sweet. I got a couple more verses, and these lessons would be yours. We're going to Matthew chapter 6, and I'm just going to do verses 25 and 34. That's Matthew chapter 6. Verses 25 and 34. Verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, 
nor about your body, what you will put on. Is it not life more than food and the body more than clothing? So let's go to verse 34. I'm going to read 34 twice. This was our scripture for the day. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. One more time. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So I started off Last night, 10 o'clock, what do I do? Where you at, Dan? <laughs> what do I do? Number two, I didn't see a visual solution. I just didn't see it. But then after it was all said and done, and after one o'clock in the morning, I said, this is what we have to do. We have to trust God. If there is someone here today that just does not know what to do, there is no visible solution. Trust God and come forward as we extend the invitation.